What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Grace Show. So happy that you're joining us and checking out another episode. Um, if you've not checked out the previous episodes, make sure you do that. I'm not sure where you're listening to this, but you can subscribe pretty much on any podcasting platform, I think, um, especially the most popular ones. So make sure you check us out, subscribe. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends. We have such good materials, such good information that's happening, um, and we're getting a pretty good library built. So please share this stuff with your friends, with any work, um, co-workers, family, whatever you've got, make sure you share it. Uh, you can share it through social media or email, whatever you want to do. Um, so a couple of updates. Musically, we've got some things that we're working on. Should have an update on next week's episode of some new show dates. Uh, most importantly, right now, the new book is out. The Gathering Place. Uh, my new book is out. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on uh, at Barnes & Noble. You can order it through your bookstore. Wherever you want to buy it, we should have it now. I will tell you it is only out on paper book, uh, paperback. Excuse me, It is not out as an e-book yet. So we will probably do that at some point in time. Um, just trying to make some sense of things right now. So make sure you buy the new book, The Gathering Place. We've had quite a few people purchase it already. We're super excited about this book, about this message. It's a message of love and of unity and of really how to live life together at its greatest maximum potential uh, as a community, as a tribe, as one people, as one race. And so make sure you buy this book. You will want to read it. Again, you can buy it at Amazon or you can buy it at Barnes & Noble or if you want to order it through your local bookstore, you should be able to. Or you can order it at my website, mitchgray.me. That's M-I-T-C-H-G-R-A-Y.me. Just click the menu in the top right corner of my website, scroll down to the store, and you'll find the book in the store. If you order it from my website right now, that's the only place to get an autographed copy is off of my website. And for the first 100 buyers, which we still have a few of these left, the first 100 people that order it off of my website will also get a free download sticker of the cover of our latest album, Diamonds and Whiskey, with a download code to download the album. So you get the autographed book, The Gathering Place, great new book. You get a cool sticker of the great cover art done by Whitney Ott. And you get a download code for the album. You can't beat that. That's like $40, $50 worth of merchandise that you're getting for the price of one book, which is running about 20 bucks. So make sure you go get that today. Amazon, you do not get the promo on Amazon. You do not get the promo on Barnes & Noble, but you can order the book there. But you do get the promo if you order it through MitchGray.me. Go check that out. Make sure on uh, social media you follow us, Media at Media. that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out all of our craziness, stay up to date with all of our speaking events, tour, uh, tour activities, music, uh, everything you want. We also have a new single out, uh, Remain, that you can download anywhere you buy music. So yeah, we've got so much stuff that's going on in our world that we're trying to do to breathe life and positivity into the world, encourage you to do the same. So check us out. Follow us on social media, at Media. Okay, on to the podcast. Last week's episode was The Power of Permission, Part 1, talking about inward permission. 
giving yourself permission to do what you love to do, to live the most full life that you could possibly live, to look in the mirror and tell yourself you are here for a reason, you are here for a great passionate purpose, now just have fun with it, go do it. Today, this is for all of my leaders that are listening. This is for all of the managers or CEOs. This is for all of the school teachers. This is for all of the coaches. This is even for all of the parents who are raising those kids. The Power of Permission Part 2. Brothers and sisters, this might just be the most powerful thing you listen to or feed your soul when it comes to leadership this year. This might be it. The Power of Permission Part 2. The Leader's Key to Life. The Power of Permission Part 2. The Leader's Key to Life. Yes, this is for the leaders. It's an amazing thing. I have been in leadership in various capacities for well over two decades. I have studied leadership for well over 25 years. I have uh, studied at the feet of great leaders. I have learned from great leaders. I have also seen, unfortunately, the, the, the crazy chaos that bad leadership brings forth. And it seems like in life that I always have other people around me, at a few points in life, myself included, that I've seen um, people going through the experience of really, really poor leadership. Right now, in fact, I have a few different friends that are working through the chaos and the pain and the embarrassment and the unfortunate circumstance that poor leadership can place people in. Here's the other thing that many people don't recognize. Poor leaders, bad leaders, negative leaders, leaders that have just been put in the position because they're there, not because they're actually strong leaders. Most people don't realize that those people in those positions are usually as uh, unhealthy and as frustrated and as uh, um, ill-willed subconsciously as the people that they're making feel those ways. In other words, most people that are put in leadership positions that should not be in a leadership position know deep down in their heart, this isn't for me. And so they're negative and they have terrible attitudes and they're frustrated and they're angry. Why? Because they're dealing with themselves on the inside which causes them to take that out on others outwardly. People aren't stupid, brothers and sisters. In fact, I believe that people are very smart. I just believe that they haven't been given or given themselves the permission to act on that intelligence. So today, this is for the leaders Brothers and sisters, if you're there today listening, whatever time of day this is, whatever you're doing, whether you're exercising or driving or for all of that, taking a shower or at work, 
Whatever you're doing, really focus on the next 10 minutes. Because if you're in a leadership position, it will radically change the direction of your life. In the future, you may find yourself in a leadership position. If that's the case, take notes because this will change everything you do. And regardless of who you are, you are probably in some type of leadership position, whether that means you're a college student and you're a part of a social program or you just have a group of friends and you seem to be the one that always makes the decision of where to eat, you're in a leadership position. Maybe you're a young parent. Maybe you're in middle school or high school and you're on the athletic team and you're taking on a leadership responsibility. You are in a leadership position. So I'm talking to you. The power of permission, part two, the leader's key to life. Here's the approach, brothers and sisters, when it comes to leadership. A bad leader will always think about themselves about their own progress, about their own promotion, about their own reputation, and how things look when it comes to them. They will always position themselves in a way that will make them look good and in a way where they always get the reward. They will rarely, humbly, allow their people to get all of the applause. Run from that leader. They're a bad leader. In fact, I would argue they are not a leader at all. They've simply been put in a position, most of the time because of longevity, they've been put in a position that they should not be in. And unfortunately, we have to deal with those people because it's all around us. I especially find this true when it comes to government or politics and when it comes to schools. In those two fields in life, many people are often put in a position that they do not need to be in, and again, it normally relates to longevity. They're here, they've been here, we think they're the most qualified only because they've been here the longest, which by the way, brothers and sisters, if you're in a leadership position, never let longevity be the equitable factor of promoting someone. Longevity should be the last factor, because you may have someone who just began a month ago that is your next CEO or manager or great team leader. And if they achieve that in a month, then reward them. Time should never dictate reward, ever. Don't make that mistake. Here we go. Power of permission, part two, the the leader's key to life. Number one, leaders, give give your people permission to think freely. Give your people permission to think freely. Freely, let me tell you what this looks like. This looks like when you're having a staff meeting. And this looks like when you're giving out reports or you're giving out circumstances or you're giving out plans to come or you're giving out, uh, uh, you're giving out your cultural um, boundaries. What this looks like is whatever you're proposing at the meeting, you put it on the table and then you say, what does everyone think? How does this make everyone feel? What could we do differently? What would you do differently? If you were in my shoes, how would you react to this? So what allowing your people, giving them permission to think freely looks like is you put something on the table as a leader and then you truly accept and give permission to the feedback. Janet, what do you think of this? 
Bob, how does this make you feel? Sammy, those goals we set last week, what kind of pressure did that either put on you or relieve from you? What about these new hours of operation? Why did we have 30 new people visit our workshop last week? What did we do differently? And here's the key, leaders. The key is this. When your people respond, you just listen. I have a rule that I've adopted over the last quite a few years. And that rule is this. When I'm leading, what I'm actually doing is facilitating the success of the people around me. And if I'm going to be a true honorable facilitator, this is the rule. This is the boundary. Ask more questions than you make statements. Let me say that again. Ask more questions than you make statements. And so when you're having that meeting and you propose something and lay it on the table, no matter what it is, and you ask your people, help me with this. Give me some feedback. How does this make you feel? What does this make you think? What creations does this ignite in you? And they respond. Sammy says, well, that really put a lot of pressure on me because of the time of year. I just don't think we can hit those sales goals. Your response is this. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you for being honest. So what do you think about this? What sales goals do you think are reasonable? What do you think we could do this time of year to make sense of this? You see, what you're doing is you're giving your people permission to think freely, to think with idealism, and to create a culture of health and sharing and ownership. They're not going to be berated. And they're not, you're not defending and posturing because you think you're the best. That's what a bad leader does. A bad leader would respond to Sammy in our role play there and say, but Sammy, that's just the way it is. We have to meet these goals. Guess what you're doing if you're that leader? You're telling your people you're not good enough. You're not performing well enough. So go out the door. And I can promise you, if I looked at your numbers, you have low performance, you have high turnover. And if I could get honest with all of your people, they would tell me they absolutely hate working for you. But I'm changing the game for you. If you would give your people permission to think freely and ask more questions than you make statements, and I came back in six months, here's what I promise you I would find. Better revenue, higher sales performance, or whatever performance industry you're in. Every performance, every industry has a performance level. So whatever that is, whether it's a church and they're encouraging people, whether it's a clothing store and they're selling, it doesn't matter. The performance would go up. But most importantly, I could be honest with all of your people and here's what they would tell me. I love working here. Are the times tough right now? Yes, but I'm going to stay. You know why I'm going to stay? Because my leader gives me permission to think, act, and speak freely. They take ownership. So number one, leaders, permission to think freely. Number two, give your people permission to take part. Invite them into the creative process. Invite them into making the changes. Invite them into setting the cultural boundaries. 
Don't be the, the person that sits in your office and comes up with all these rules and regulations and then mandates them upon your people. That will not work, period. Doesn't work. Here's proof. When you look at the political landscape of any government, especially in America, they have this attitude of if we create new policies, it will change human behavior. Here's the problem. It never works. It never works. Yet politicians are hell-bent on continuing to change policy without inviting human behavioral change. Here's how it works. Humans are smart. If there would happen to be dialogue, you could come to a consensus of how we're going to make changes. And then you take those changes that the consensus has come to because they're smart, and then you create policies that will support the consensus behavioral change. In other words, I run a clothing store, per se. Let's just say that's the situation. And I say, we're going to sell high-quality clothing, and we're going to give our customers the best experience possible. And I bring my team together, and I say, team, this is what we're looking to do. This is our overarching vision. How are we going to do it? And our team starts shouting out things because I've given them permission to think freely. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make a really cool atmosphere with really cool music and really cool colors and really cool carpet or wood flooring or whatever. We're going to make a really inviting environment to our customers. You know what else we're going to do? We're going to be the best salespeople that we could possibly be. That means we're not going to push people around. Instead, we're going to say, what are you seeking? What can we do to help you? And we're going to do everything we can to make that happen. Oh, and by the way, this high quality product that we're selling, we're going to learn everything we can about it. Why? So that we can share that knowledge. We're not going to harbor that knowledge. We're going to share that knowledge with every person that comes in our door. All of a sudden, your team has come up with the policies that you're going to function within. Here's the crazy thing about what happens when people come up with the healthy policies. They hold themselves accountable. I love this when I teach young people. When I teach young people, we run off of what we call boundaries. And I don't come up with the boundaries. I walk into a group of 20 young people and I say, we're going to be meeting together for the next 15 weeks. We need to create some boundaries we're going to function within. What would you like those to be? And we normally spend the first one-hour session creating as a group those boundaries and then defining those boundaries from each person's perspective. And the interesting thing is, sometimes I am told that I have some of the worst of the worst teenagers in our classes but the interesting thing is, we never have problems. You know why? Because I don't make the rules. I don't walk into the room and say, here's the rules, obey them. No, instead I say, you're smart. You're intelligent. You know what is what you, from your perception, the best way to live and the best way to treat others. Let's just cause those to become boundaries. And it works every single time. Permission to take part in creating policy, in creating culture, in creating boundaries, in creating product, into merchandising, into marketing. Brothers and sisters, if you will give your people permission to take part, it will radically change your life. Let me give you another key. If your leadership role right now is parenting, 
go home and ask your kids how they would like to take part in running the family, it might just amaze you the ideas they come up with. Because kids aren't stupid. They're very smart. And they already have a moral compass and an idealism about the world. And that idealism and personality and moral compass will begin shaping their lives. Allow them to take part in creating the culture of your family. Number three, the leader's key to life. Give your people permission to fail. There was a great book by John Maxwell, the great leadership guru. And the book was called Failing Forward. It came out about eight, 15, 18 years ago, somewhere in there. And actually, really, my interpretation of the book is there's really no such thing as failure. Because everything that we view as failure is actually a success. Why? Because that failure teaches us something. It either teaches us something we should have done better, something we should not have done, or something that just didn't have the right timing. So really, it wasn't a failure. It was a teacher. A few episodes ago, I talked to you about fear and how fear is not an enemy. In fact, fear is a friend. In fact, fear is a great teacher that we should have a cup of tea with fear so that it can teach us and allow us to self-reflect. Failure is the same way. It is not failure. We are changing the definition of failure. Failure simply means living life and learning. If you are in a leadership position, don't just allow your people to fail. That almost means like I'm the authority figure and I'm allowing you to do this. No, no, no. Give yourself, give your people the permission to fail. In other words, say, what can we do to create something awesome? Don't hold anything back. No inhibitions. Let's create something awesome. Let's try something new. Let's do something different. And they're going to fail. They're going to live life learning. And those learning situations will propel you to unparalleled and unimaginable places in life. Give give your people permission to fail. And lastly, number four, in the leader's key to life, give your people permission to succeed. You know, for a long time, And I did not know I was doing it to myself. But for a long time, I was self-sabotaging everything I did in life. From relationships with myself and others, to business ventures, to my dreams, to my goals. I was self-sabotaging. And what's interesting is when I deal with people and I look around the world, there are so many of us who are really great experts at sabotage when it comes to self. And what I finally realized quite a few years ago was that life to me was almost like an envelope laying on the ground. And every day I would walk by that envelope and I would look at that envelope and I would think, what is in that envelope? But I would never pick it up and open it. And then I kind of gained some maturity and wisdom and knowledge and I would start picking it up and looking at it but never opening it. 
And then I gained some more wisdom and knowledge and maturity, and I would pick it up and I would kind of slide my finger under the, the envelopes, uh, you know, the, the, the part that folds over and seals it. I would slide my finger under it to start unsealing in the envelope, and then I would get scared. Why? Because I'm an expert at self-sabotage. I would throw the envelope down. And then I would go, you know, gain some more wisdom and maturity and knowledge. And so I'd pick the envelope up again and I would slide my finger under the seal and I would pull whatever's inside the envelope out and I would slide it back in real quick because I got scared and I was really good at self-sabotage. And then finally, I would open the envelope and I would take out the contents and it was a check written to me. And the amount was blank. I could write in that amount, anything I wanted, $1, $100, a million dollars, $10 million. And what I learned is that check represents possibility. But I have to give myself permission to write the check to succeed. And we have to do the same with the people that are around us. We have to be honorable enough and full of enough integrity to give those people permission to succeed. And as leaders, not only do we have to give them permission, but we have to say every time that they walk by that envelope and they look scared that we go, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay that if today that, that envelope is only worth $1. And it's okay that if tomorrow that envelope is worth $10. And it's okay if in a year that envelope is worth a million dollars. Just pick it up and do something. Sometimes our people will take that envelope and they'll light a match and they'll burn it. And we have to say, that's okay. Not reprimand them. Not, not discipline them. But then say, you know what? James, it's okay, because that's all you could give today. At least you picked it up. Tomorrow, there'll be another envelope. And tomorrow, James will pick it up and he'll slide his finger under the seal and we'll say, James, you can do it. I know you can do it. I'll help you. I'm right here with you. And we're giving him permission to succeed. The million-dollar envelope. You hold one. I hold one. And every person that is following your leadership holds one. Will you be the person that rips the envelope from them and tells them they're not good enough? Or will you be the person that's jealous because maybe Sarah over there has a little bit more potential than you do as a leader, so you're insecure and you don't want her to take over your job? Quit being a coward. Have some courage and encourage Sarah to become the best she can be. Maybe that's the president of your company. Maybe one day she'll be your boss and all the while praise her and celebrate her because you know what, brothers and sisters, when you are a leader that empowers those around you, they will never forget. And they may become your boss one day. They may buy the whole freaking company. They may become the president of the United States or the governor of your state, but you know what? They'll always remember what you did for them and they'll come back. It might just be that in position, they seem higher than you. But in spirit, they know who led the way. Don't be a coward, brothers and sisters. When you're in a leadership position, don't be proud and arrogant through insecurity. Instead, give your people permission to think freely. Give your people permission to take part 
and creating the awesomeness. Give your people permission to fail. In other words, permission to live and to learn. And finally, give your people permission to succeed, to open the envelope every day and see what awaits. Hey, brothers and sisters, I hope that you can take these and change or adapt or edit or improve your leadership in life. We are all leaders at some point, whether it's a leader of ourself or a leader of our families or a leader of a mom and pop shop of five people or a leader of a Sunday school class or a leader of a, a Buddhist temple where people come to meditate or a leader of a Tuesday night art class or a yoga class or a leader of a Fortune 500 company or a leader in the area of politics. We are all leaders of some sort. And these four keys to leadership are applicable across the board. Thanks for listening. I hope that your leadership will continue and grow and that you'll be someone that is putting such awesome work and spirit into the world that people cannot help but walk alongside you. Make sure you go over the book, uh, The Gathering Place. I promise you that it will inspire you and encourage you to even deeper living. Uh, download all the music that we've got. Make sure you follow us on social media at Media. Thanks for listening. Make sure you share or even review our podcast and we appreciate it. Have a great day, brothers and sisters. We will talk to you soon.